0: Bruce Newberry, the food
1: dude.
0: Here in the Dave's Marketplace broadcast bistro, the Wayberry Inn reminds you reservations required. When you come in for dinner Wednesday through Sunday and for Sunday brunch from nine until noon, it is a kindness that you should extend to every restaurant that you're going to these days. And the Wayberry would love it if you would call and make a reservation and do it as far in advance as you would like. But do it and keep it. 802-388-4015 at the Wayberry Inn in East Middlebury. We're here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. Michael Ruhlman is best known for writing about food, chefs, and the work of professional cooking. He is a chef. He's the author of nine non-fiction books and a collection of novellas. But he is all about the cookbook and the chef book thing. He is a co-writer with, among other chefs, Thomas Keller. So that gets us at least one Vermont story. Michael Ruhlman visited Johnson & Wales University's Providence campus the other week to talk with culinary students about his latest book, the title of which is From Scratch. Uh, Michael Ruhlman here at Johnson & Wales at JWU. It is great to see you. Great to be here. And uh, this is where just uh, was eavesdropping on your session with the students. And, uh, boy, that was some high-level stuff. And I hope they realize how well off they were to uh, what an experience they had to be able to uh, listen to you and how plugged in they all were. You all were on the same wavelength for a
1: while there. Uh, that Good. Well, thank you. It's fun. I, I love to talk to culinary students because um, culinary school changed my life. Tell me about that. Um, well, as I was telling the students there, I was—I I thought it was sort of a lark, and I never expected to write about food. I wanted to write fiction, and but it was a great idea to do a book. In 1996, when the whole country was just starting to get interested in chefs, the Food Network was still really young, um, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to go to a culinary school and learn how to cook and see what a cooking school says you got to know in order to be a chef? And so I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, and learn very quickly that you couldn't know what it, you couldn't write about what it meant to be a chef without becoming one, because the changes are interior, and have to do with how you respond to um, challenges and stress and uh, all kinds of things that we don't normally associate with cooking. Uh, and so I learned to cook for real, and it really changed my life. I fell in love with it um, through a gift from God. I. <laughs> was after I finished that book um, on my way to being broke, went looking for a cook's job in the middle of Ohio, and the woman I interviewed with said, I'm working with Thomas Keller at the French Laundry and we're looking for a writer. Wow! So basically this broke, unknown, um, unemployed, neither writer nor cook at the time, went out to the, uh, the middle of Ohio looking for a cook's job and walked out with tickets to the French Laundry.
0: How about that?
1: Yeah, that's a gift from God.
0: Well, yeah, that is <laughs> that is indeed a golden ticket. That's an excellent story. Uh, and you just never know where these opportunities are going to come. But there again, someone could listen to that story and say, oh, boy, he was in the right place at the right time. But you prepared for it.
1: Yeah, that's part of why I tell that story is because um, if I ha- I'd, I've known I've wanted to be a writer since I was in fifth grade. And in college, my mentor was Reynolds Price, and he he told me He told us basically All we needed to know in order to write He said sit down for this, at the same time of day For the same amount of time And produce the same amount of words uh, Five to six days a week And you could be a writer, maybe <laughs> Maybe um, But I took those words to heart And, and so wrote every day um, Whether it's in a journal, whether it was a story Whether it was a novel, I wrote two novels in my 20s um, I wrote every day And um, and and was unsuccessful the whole way along. And but when I ca- and until I came to go to culinary school, and suddenly had to write the book when I we got out because we were so low on money. Um, I had to write this book in four months, and I didn't think you could write a book in four months. Um, but I would learned from the culinary school that you didn't say no. You didn't you didn't you, you got there. That's what you did. If I had four months to write a book, then goddamn, I was going to write right uh, a book. Um, and I could do it because I'd spent ten, more than 10 years, 20 years practically, writing, preparing myself for the opportunity that this would one day become. So when the opportunity was there, I was ready for it. Sure.
0: And you can only write what you see. You can write, I mean, it's possible to write fiction about things that you can only imagine, and, you know, certainly the imagination is there, but, you know, listen to the story that you're, you're telling about your culinary experience. Now you have a foundation upon which to build this, and now you can write what you see. Mm-hmm. and your your world becomes this this world of being able to describe what it is that is being created and the whole yeah. alchemy of cooking and things uh, I can I can totally see it just sliding into place so that when the opportunity came up for you in Ohio mm-hmm. there you were poised mm-hmm. to jump yeah. on it off you
1: went yeah well I know how by then when, in Ohio when I got the French Laundry job I'd gotten the best education I could because I, I, I was re- writing a book about it. I interviewed people. Yes. Um, I paid attention. I transcribed my notes every night without fail. For you. So I was just, so I was, I was among the few journalists working in America at the time who had a culinary education.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how, just like that moment when a dish comes together, that, and, and I'm sure you know you've written cookbooks I, I know you've written cookbooks and, and I'm sure if we were to just open any of your cookbooks to a recipe and go through it there would be this one moment in the recipe where you could look at that and say okay this is the moment at which the dish comes together mm-hmm. and like that you can sum up experiences and you can you can uh, call up uh Facets and aspects of personalities and experiences, and and tell stories in that way, and and mm-hmm. crystallize it. But again, with your experience, because mm-hmm. you've had the uh, because you've had that experience, is it um, now having with all of this all this foundation we have, someone like Thomas Keller who is you know on another level, mm-hmm. uh, is it? Does it make it more difficult? You have to get into his orbit, or do you follow the rules that we, as we've just described, and, and your your pattern of success?
1: Oh no, I totally got into his head, and I totally got into the reason this French Laundry cookbook was successful, and the reason why we've been successful with all the subsequent cookbooks is just I, I found, and by chance, um, that we were completely simpatico. We cared about the same things. We saw the same things. So it was very easy, very quickly. I learned. I, I knew what he was going to respond in any given situation. Wow! And um, and you know, and I knew that we were simpatico. Toward the end of writing the cookbook things, he was making a, a lemon lemon tart. Just a simple lemon tart: butter, egg yolks, lemon, sugar. Um, and he's pouring it into the shell, and um, and it was setting up, and then he put. Um, fresh that's been seasoned with honey. He looked at me and he, and he said, "Why honey?" And I said, "Tea." Tea. Tea. We've got a lemon. We've got honey and lemon. I mean, what goes with lemon? Honey, honey. for tea. But I knew that that's how he's thinking. Like, well, how do I? What do I pair with lemon? And my boy would put lemon in tea. So honey. Wow. And that's when I knew that we were sympathetic. Clicked. Uh,
0: yeah. Nice. Nice. The My favorite Thomas Keller story, not that I didn't have a lot of them, but my favorite Thomas Keller story was the one that he told at the White House when he was telling about the farmer that he gets his butter from mm-hmm. in um, Shoreham, Vermont. and
1: Diane St. Clair.
0: Yeah. From Animal Farm.
1: Yeah. Orwell, or- or- Orwell. I'm sorry, Ma- Orwell,
0: not yeah. Shoreham. Shoreham's the next town. Orwell, Vermont. Diane St. Clair is a friend, that I think a high school classmate of, the chef of the inn that I work out of in Middlebury, Vermont. Oh, really? Uh, the Waybury Inn. Oh, how about that? And so I'm, I was listening to, I happen to be listening to him speak that day, and he tells this story, and I said, this is, this is gold, this is fantastic, huh. so it, which is all part of uh, the the chef's name at the Wayberry is Donna Seibert, and she used to be Donna Green, and her family owned the inn for many years, so she literally grew up in the inn. Mm-hmm. And she has that kind of a, of, a, of a chef's Rolodex with everybody in the whole Champlain Valley, certainly in, in Addison County mm-hmm. where you know Diane has the butter and, and some cream. The uh, chicken comes from over here and right. this person. The blueberries are from my high school classmate down the road. Right. The syrup is from the neighbor. We know the goats personally for the goat cheese. Uh, and It's an amazing thing. And when you hear a story like that from Thomas Keller, you realize that, boy, this is uh, this is a place where the ingredients and the dishes mm-hmm. really come alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, and we're very lucky to live in a world that's society finally started to appreciate such. There things. you go. Thanks to chefs like Thomas.
0: Right, right. No, and, it's,
1: and so many others.
0: No, it's uh, it, it's so true. In your uh, in your appearance in before the students a little while ago, uh, a couple of the uh, students were asking some great questions, and the probably the 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 question that was the essence of probably a culinary education is how do you know the young man asked uh, how do you know when you're pushing hard enough. Um. And, and, it was a, and it was a great question, and it was a great answer, and it just led to a whole stream of consciousness that was tremendous.
1: Um, was this the one who asked, should you do something that makes you uncomfortable? No, that was the next question. <laughs> uh, um, there were a lot of questions in there. I, I can't quite remember. What, what is your well,
0: question? Well, this was the one. This was the young man that said, "Well, how do you how do you know oh, if you're you know if you're gotcha. if you're pushing in and uh, between yourself and uh,
1: how do you know if you want it bad enough? That so was it. Yes, okay. yes. Um, and you don't. It, it's just that we may we have a lot of choices to make and we take a lot of risks in our lives. Um, how do you know if you should take this risk? Sure. And I think the the only answer if if it's if it's a great risk is." Um, Imagine the alternative. You don't take this risk. Um, are you, do you feel like you'd be happy? Um, do you, is that a better outcome? Um, even if the worst happens. And for me, you know, not taking certain risks, um, even if they were to be utter failures, are worth it. Um, and because to not do something that you care about is like, well, what, what are you doing here anyway? What do you want to right. do? Right.
0: Right. And um, the, uh, it it almost is, if you, in a way, I thought that he was asking, and it's something that, if he if he's figured this out at this point in his life, he's way ahead. (laughs) I thought what he was asking was, sh- uh, if something comes naturally to you, mm-hmm. uh, is it is it as meaningful because you don't have to work for it, you don't have to work mm. as hard? Should you have to should you have to work harder for something, uh, or is the fact that it comes natural to you, uh, uh, yeah, a, a misleading thing? And uh, I thought that that I thought that the the essence of that question was, I mean, this young man has it figured out
1: already. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that um if something comes easy to you, if you're good at something, I think that's great. That's lucky. Do it. And you can, you know, that'll make it, you can get even more done because you'll get to the hard stuff. Sure. Which led to the uncomfortable
0: question. Okay, Th- right. The next, the next question was, well, you know, should you should you really kind of bull through? And if you're in a position where you're having to do something that, you know, you're not quite comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's breaking down uh, proteins. Perhaps it's, uh, you know, perhaps it's 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 creating a dish that you just don't like the taste of Mm -hmm. but you know how it's supposed to come out Uh, perhaps it's cleaning up but if there's something that that is a a trial for you and Mm -hmm. something that that you're out of your comfort zone what about it
1: um i think it's always good to be out of your comfort zone and i think it's uh, that's how we grow you know that's the only way you get better I mean, if you don't want to grow, if you just want to sit on the couch and read or watch TV, that's that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you if you are ambitious and you want to and you want to grow and you want to get better, you're going to have to do stuff that makes you uncomfortable. How do you know when it's time to create a new cookbook? Um, I don't think it's ever anymore a time to create a new cookbook. Certainly for me, I think I've had it with cookbooks. Um, uh, we have too many of them. Too many of them are necessary. Uh, when someone has something truly original to say, then there will be. Um, <laughs> or comes upon an idea that hasn't been written about before. That's basically the it. Tell me about From Scratch. From Scratch um, looks at 10 staple meals, uh, steak-free roast chicken, and looks at all. If you know how to do this one meal... Um, you know how to do so much. A roast chicken is the most generous meal. It teaches you how to roast, for one. It teaches you how to salt your food properly, how to make stock after, easy overnight stock. Just put it in. You'll see how easy it is. Um, and so I, I chose 10 meals and looked at all the various things that um, you can do if you know these different meals. Uh, and so th- that came about, actually. I did a long ago on my blog, back when blogging was fun. Um <laughs> A, a, I did a BLT from scratch challenge. Wow! Uh, I asked people, um, and you know they followed me because they love food and they love cooking. I said, "Here's the challenge," um, wh- and one of the readers suggested it: um, BLT from scratch. You have to make your own bread, make your own mayo, grow your own lettuce and tomato, cure your own bacon. Wow! Um, that is from scratch. And then and make a BLT from scratch, and people loved it. Um, people were embraced it. And there was one. In fact, this is who From Scratch is dedicated to. Her name is Emma Kate Smith, and she and and her husband Walt wrote to me and said, "You know, I was going to do this BLT challenge, but I told my daughter about it, and she said that sounded really cool. Can we do it together?" And so this BLT challenge um, uh, helped a, uh, a nine-year-old daughter and her and her father bond. And she sent me the sweetest letter, and the letters are in the book. Um, um, about it, her whole sandwich and you know they invited people over and made a big deal of it and she said it and everyone said it was the best BLT they'd ever had
0: how about that There was so much emotion into it, no doubt.
1: Yeah, it made me cry when I read it.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. So great to talk to you today, and so glad that we were able to get together here at Jay Wolf (laughs) for this uh, uh, great session. What a great opportunity it is for these culinary students. Always great to be among the students.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, thanks so much for having me. My
0: great, great pleasure. All the best with From Scratch, and good luck. Thanks, Michael Ruman, for being with us.
1: Bruce Newberry. The food dude.